the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 16 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Alan Nowatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm nine. I'm Liam, and I'm six. For a second, I almost forgot my name. Wow. That would have been weird. <laughs> yeah, what have. <laughs> like, I'm, I don't know, and I'm six. <laughs> I'm, I don't know, someone. Who knows? You're the man with no name. Alright, so this episode we're going to talk about some uh, upcoming books, and have a little bit of canon news, and I got a new joke, do a review, question and answer council, all that good stuff. Alright, and some shout outs at the end. I think I might add a new shout out section to our episodes, just to kind of say, hey, go listen to these people, or thanks this person for saying this thing, you know. Stuff like that. So, uh, first of all, we're going to start with the Star Wars-y stuff we've been up to. And before we get into what you guys have been doing, I want to tell you about a website that I just discovered today when you were at school. Uh, it is a Star Wars coding website. Actually, it's a coding website that has a really cool Star Wars section on it. Um, now, I don't know a ton about coding, but I'd like to know more. And I think that you kids would really like it also. Have you heard of coding? Do you know what it is? Yeah, Anna, you've it's heard of kind it? of like a different language, mm -hmm. but you write it down, and it's kind of like a secret language. Oh, oh, interesting. I oh, I see what you're saying. So like a secret code. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah, okay. So that is code. You're right. But what I mean when I say coding, and what this website is about, is about writing a language that a computer can understand. It's about writing programs for computers, right? And for other things that are controlled by computers, right? So the website is called code.org. And then if you wanted to go to the Star Wars part of it, it's just code.org slash Star Wars. And there's a really cool coding game that you can play where you use code to control BB-8 and get him to pick up scrap for you. Like little pieces of scraps of ships and stuff. You are Ray. You're Ray telling cool. BB-8, hey, go pick up some scrap for me and bring it back. And then you have to put in the the commands, right? Like, go left, and then go left again, and then go down, and then go right, and then go down. So you have to put it all together in just the right way, and then you hit a button, and BB-8 does all the things that you told him to do. But if you didn't tell him to do it just right, then he might run into something, right? So then you gotta go again. You gotta switch out one code for another and keep doing it until it works. So it's really basic coding. And uh, so, like I said, this comes to us from code.org. Anna, you had a question? Do you get to see, like, where they are? And so you can, like... Let me show you an image really quick of what it looks like. I, the game I don't really get it. So here's BB-8. I'm gonna uh -huh. I'm gonna put this up on the website childrenoftheforce.com. But just in case you don't remember, but this is just code.org/starwars. Um, so if I wanted BB-8, so BB-8 says, uh, sorry, Ray says, we need that scrap metal, BB-8. Can you get it? So BB-8 needs to move from here to here. So this is very basic. This command says move right. Okay. So I'm gonna drag that over into my workspace, right? Now, if I hit run, ooh, that's a little loud. 
Oh, he didn't get it. Try again, BB-8. You can get it. Alright, so he what needs to I go over it? twice. So I'm going to reset. He needs to move right two sections instead of just one. Now, if I hit run... Hey. He needs to move right? He had to move right two sections. I thought he sections. had to move forward. Well, we when you're looking at the screen, push. you got right, you got you left, you have up did, and down. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's uh -huh. BB-8. That's right, Liam. You did it, BB-8. You just wrote two lines of code, and it lets you see what the code would look like in a computer. Move right, and then there's these brackets, and I don't claim to know anything about how this works, but that's what the code would look like if you were looking in like a computer program, or uh, a program that was controlling something, right? It would have that code. That's something that a, that a computer could understand. And we did that again. So we, and then, oh no, and then it'll be puzzle two, and there's 15 puzzles. Ooh, it even has some music with it. That's nice. <laughs> Very cool. So we're not going to keep playing this right now. Although I think I'll just let this music run. Because um, <laughs> that's kind of cool. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, and I want to read about this site. this The mission of, of um, Code.org. So it was launched uh, two years ago in 2013. It's a non-profit dedicated to expanding access to computer science and increasing participation by women and underrepresented students of color. Our vision is that every student in every school should have the opportunity to learn computer science. We believe computer science should be part of core curriculum alongside other courses, such as biology, chemistry, or algebra. So their, their mission is to get coding. It's just another thing you learn in school. Because people are going to need to know this. This is what a lot of the jobs that are out there are going to use coding in, in the job, right? You're going to need to know how to do it. So I think this is a great first step for both of you to learn coding. We can go through these games and learn the basics. And then from there, there's other apps and there's other games on this website. There's a frozen one where you can use coding to make a really cool snowflake. Um, and you can do all different kinds of patterns. You know those spirographs? Remember those things? Uh -huh. So it's kind of like a spirograph, but instead of having like a wheel with these little holes in, you are telling, um, you know, Anna or Elsa or whatever, you're telling them to walk, you know, so much forward and then so much right and then back and then so much forward and then so much right and then back, right? And then eventually you're going to get this really cool design if they'd walk enough in the snow, right? And they make lines in the snow or something like that. I don't know. But, but who <clears> are you controlling? You're either controlling Anna or Elsa. I have no idea. I, I haven't looked that closely into it, but it's pretty cool. I think there's some really cool things we can do with it. Is there a different one, like, like Avengers or something? Um, I think as far as like the branded ones, I think it's just Frozen and Star Wars. I um, think. But are there other ones? Oh, I'm sure there are other apps out there where you can get that use different characters. I have no idea. Anyway, coding. Pretty cool. We are going to sit down and we're going to go through these Star Wars games. I think you guys are really going to like them. What do you think, Anna? Yeah? I think I would really like that. Yeah? Liam, do you think that kind of made but sense to you? I still don't really uh -huh. get what coding is. Well, you know, we can learn more about that, too. I'm not that I good at explaining it. I could probably do that it. already. Yeah, you could do the easier ones for sure. Especially since you're really learning how to read. Is there you're, hard ones? Oh, it gets harder. Okay. As you go along. But you're also learning. Just like piano, right? Or anything else. 
the more you learn, you build off of what you've learned. It's called scaffolding, actually. So you, you, you build one, you put one brick down of brick of knowledge, right? And then you can put another brick of knowledge on top of that. And then eventually you've built your wall of knowledge so high that you know a ton. But it all started with that first brick. Anyway, <clears throat> let's talk about what other Star Wars-y stuff we've been up to this week. Uh, Halloween, well, it wasn't this week, it was a couple weekends ago. But uh, it's come and gone, and our cousins visited. And uh, our cousin Jacob dressed in this awesome First Order Stormtrooper Weirdly, costume. me and Anna weren't Star Wars people. That None is, of us. Yeah, that's okay, though. Anna was on I was Harry Potter. That's right. We usually aren't Star Wars people. That's right. Star Wars isn't just like a dressing up thing for us. It's more like... I'm always Star Wars. It's more like talk and see. That's true. We're not big costume Star Wars people, are we? No, we're not. Yeah, that, that is true. Some families, that is like a big part of their, of their Star Wars fandom is dressing up in Star Wars. And for us, that's never been a big, a big thing for us. Um, you did, Liam and Anna. You, Liam, you went as Yoda to a Halloween party, um, but not trick or treating. And I think I might put up all those different photos that we have of you guys wearing that same Yoda costume throughout oh, yeah. the years. <laughs> that where your mom and I bought a Yoda costume after Halloween. I think when Anna, you were a baby. And you wore it for like the next four years, and then Liam wore it two years after that. Yeah, and then and then now <laughs> we're kind of just done. You kind of grew. Well, you are. You grew out of it. I was like, I was like, bye bye Yoda. Mm -hmm, yeah. I wore it when I was two, and it went down to like my feet, mm -hmm. the robes. Yeah. And now I wore, and then I tried to wear it, and it went down to my waist. Yeah. Yeah, that's Which, pretty funny. I can't believe I was that small when I was two. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's so small. Yeah. Isn't it? That is very tiny. Yes, Anna, you, you were small. Although, you were always a pretty big baby. So, you know. Yes, so Jacob had this awesome First Order Stormtrooper costume that his dad made him. And uh, I'll put a photo up of that because it's really cool. Especially when you realize that it's mostly made of cardboard. And a bicycle helmet. Uh, a bicycle helmet? That was what the helmet, the base of that helmet was a, an old bell bicycle helmet. Wow. That Neil kind of took apart enough My and then gosh. added things to it. And it looks really good. So, um, pretty cool. I have a very talented older brother. We also watched the first episode of the Clone Wars Onderon arc. What did you guys think of that one so far? I forgot what that was about. Oh, that was the one where Ahsoka and Anakin and Obi-Wan go to Onderon oh, to train to train some rebels. I like that right? one. They're rebelling against their government because their government allied themselves with the separatists. I like that one, yeah? except not as much as some of the other ones because mm. some of the other arcs are really good. Yeah, I think this is definitely the first episode of an arc. I, it gets better. This one was very... Um, your uh, your uncle Matt was over, and he said it, a lot of it was them basically learning how to play bocce ball, <laughs> where they're rolling the ball and they try to roll it, roll the droid popper just slow enough so it goes through the droidica shields, and then you know. So there's a game called bocce ball where you it's all about how 
smooth you can roll the ball and try to get it just this certain one place, you know. Um, and it seemed very, um, it, it almost seemed like a video game, right? Like, you gotta roll it just right, you know, and they kept, like, focusing on a lot of that kind of stuff. The training aspect, right? Training the Rebels, which was kind of cool to see, but yeah, it also it got, is. I think it got a little tedious. It took a little long, um, but... But it was good, and it, and it gets better. Uh, if I I didn't mention it when we were watching it, but if you look at the symbol, the rebels, like the symbol that those rebels are using on Onderon, it's a very early kind of form of what becomes the Phoenix Rebel symbol. It's like a very stripped down, very basic version of that symbol. So I wonder whether or not we might see these Onderon rebels in Rebels. We could possibly. Especially since Lux, assuming Lux Ahsoka. survives this arc, sorry, I may have just spoiled a little bit for you, but Lux and Ahsoka know each other yeah, really well, do. you know? So I would think that Ahsoka would maybe Daddy, stay in contact with him. You kind of spoiled it when you said sorry, you kind of spoiled that. Because <laughs> you hadn't thought about it. Well, I did a little bit, I just, but barely. Yeah, well, whatever. Lux lives. It. Spoiler alert, sorry. I Lux mean, lives. Lux lives. All okay. right. <laughs> I want to see that shirt. Ahsoka, there's an Ahsoka lives shirt. It's like a whole hashtag on Twitter. Ahsoka lives. I should start the Lux lives <laughs> hashtag. There we go. Everybody listening at home. Lux lives. Hashtag it. Let's turn it into a trend. <laughs> uh, and uh, speaking of Rebels, we watched the most recent two episodes of Rebels a couple of nights ago. Yeah! Which were so cool. The always two there are about the Inquisitors. Always two there are. Which is kind Cake of a weird name. And ice cream. Cake and ice cream. That's yeah. <laughs> is that from the birthday card that my parents sent me? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you guys think of the Inquisitors? The new ones. They were pretty cool. Yeah. Who do you think is the most interesting of the two? Well. My favorite character is the girl. It's always usually the main girl. Oh, yeah. But um, I think the most interesting one is the boy, because we didn't really get to see much about him. Oh. Only that he was kind of traveling with Agent Callus. Mm, yeah. I think he's the most interesting one. He seems the most like the old Inquisitor, the Grand Inquisitor, right? Yeah, but I kind of like the, I kind of like the girl. I mean, she seems... Like, she, she's, like, all sure of herself. Oh, yeah. And that she knows everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it seems like, um, they mentioned in the Rebels Recon, which I don't think you guys have watched yet, that, that when the Grand Inquisitor died, it created a power vacuum. I think we've talked about that, that concept before. When the leader of, like, a country, um, that isn't a democracy, or the leader of a group, uh, dies, then... A bunch of people want to come in and fill that that vacuum, right? It's like a you know, it sucks people into that position. A lot of people want to become the leader, right? Mm -hmm. So there is no Grand Inquisitor right now, and I think that all of the Inquisitors want to become the Grand Inquisitor, right? <clears throat> so it's interesting. I think maybe the fifth brother is trying to become the Grand Inquisitor by acting like the Grand Inquisitor did. You know, he would work with the Imperial Navy, right? Be on the Star Destroyers, you know, work within the 
the bureaucracy of the empire. And the seventh sister, she seems to really go her own way uh-huh. and do things completely independent, right? Uh-huh. She has that's her own ex- droids. That's just what I was and, going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. I wonder if we're going to continue to see that dynamic between the two of them. And, of course, we also watched Brotherhood of the Broken Horn, which was really fun to see Hondo back. So, yeah. Yeah. We're going to try to not say too much more about those episodes because this isn't Reaction Core. I don't think we'll do a Reaction Core for those episodes, but um, just in case people... (laughs) Yeah, I know. Just in case people haven't seen them yet, I don't want them to have to skip past this part. So we'll just uh, move along. Uh, We got some new posters, new The Force Awakens posters that we saw. They had the faces of Finn, one had Rey, and one had Kylo Ren, and Han, and Leia, and they all had some sort of weapon thing in front of their left eye. I guess they're right. Let's yeah, see, if you're right. looking at them, it's on the left-hand side, so it's their so right eye. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, except for Leia, who had, she didn't have a weapon. She had like a strip of a, uh-huh. a transparent uh, star chart or something, right? Some sort of map that she's she's probably in, like her battle station Because I think they, I mean, I guess Kylo Ren and Finn had the same thing. Mm, they both had a lightsaber? But I don't think that they were going for that. I think they were going for everyone having something different, but they couldn't mm. think of something that Finn would have. Mm. That's what because that so that's why they did Leia with that instead of the gun. Oh yeah. Because Han already has a gun. Sure. What were you gonna say, Liam? Dada got the staff from Ray. Mm-hmm. Put Finn on top of it. Put Kylo Ren on it. <laughs> Ray has a light. Ray has a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, I put three of those posters together. They lined up really nice, and it looks like Ray is holding a multicolored lightsaber. Yeah. With Finn and Kylo Ren above her. So yeah, I'll put that on the on the on the website too. Uh, Childrenoftheforce.com for the this episode will have its own little show guide there. So I'll put that photo up there too. Uh, and then we also watch some commercials. I don't really usually talk about commercials on this show because, um, yeah, commercials, meh. I usually don't like them at all. But we saw a couple that I really liked. Um, yeah. That uh, the Duracell one, the, oh, where that one was there's awesome. the the kid in his room and he puts the battery in his, in his lightsaber and he goes out and the First Order Stormtroopers are shooting at him. It's actually mostly Star Wars, not mostly Duracell battery. Oh, yeah. Well, that's how advertising is. A lot of times they don't uh, they don't really show you, like, what would Duracell battery do? Our batteries last longer than the leading batteries or than the, you know, and here's how our batteries work. Like, most people don't really... They, It's really weird. Like, people buy certain brands because of how those brands make them feel not necessarily whether those are good brands or not weird it is it is weird but advertisers have figured this out which is one reason um i sort of don't like advertising because i feel like they kind of uh i don't know they prey on our emotions right they use our emotions against us to get us to spend money right like, there's other batteries that aren't big-name batteries that last just as long, but people still go out and buy the Duracell and the, you know, and the different kinds of batteries because those are the ones that make them feel good, you know, or that's the one that has the commercial on TV with Star Wars in it, you know? 
uh, on the package. You see a picture of Kylo Ren. Oh, let's buy this one. It's a uh, Kylo Ren lightsabers. You know, it's how you how it makes you feel. And and meanwhile, there's probably a some other batteries that cost a dollar less that are right next to them and you don't buy them. So I have problems with advertising. Um, I have problems with capitalism. <laughs> uh, capitalism. Capitalism is the system of economy that we have where it's all about money and making money and not, not necessarily about, about people uh, and about workers. So anyway, the commercial was awesome it was very well done it was super fun to watch yeah especially when he gets outside and he and his sister start fighting together fighting against the first order that was really cool there was even like at-at walkers yep yep there were at-at huh that's interesting what do you call them liam i usually call them that you do too okay a lot of people call them AT-ATs. It's okay. I just called it AT-AT. That's, that's all right. It's a, it's a thing. It's a, it's a, a common... Thing that most people do. It's a common most argument people. among Star Wars fans, apparently. Whether to say AT-AT or AT-AT. Anyway. I go either way. It's kind of silly. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. So And then there was also that uh, the Battlefront... Commercial, oh, that was so where the guy cool. jumps out the window to get on the X-wing. That was pretty. That was pretty cool. Yeah, he's like, going he's to like, this on he's like, oh, I'm so tired. Then thinks about his friend mm -hmm. when he was little, yeah. and then, and then, uh, then, um, uh, then uh, X-wing comes up with another <laughs> X-wing beside it, yeah. and he's like, I need to get one of those. And he's like, Fred. <laughs> Smash through the glass window, <laughs> and he just jumps on the thing. Yeah. Can I tell you my? Yeah. Can you? Can I tell you my story of it? Oh, uh, what do you mean your story? Well, like, like you, you it's a little it? bit more detailed. Oh well. But I mean, I, I liked yours. Know. But you can say. Sure, I guess. Yeah, that's fine. So he looks all tired in his office, and then he picks up R two D two a little. A little minifigure thing of R2-D2 and looks at it and then he remembers his friends and him when they were little. They always had fun and all that stuff with Star Wars. And then he saw an X-Wing coming with his friend in it mm -hmm. and he picked up a chair and threw it out the glass window and jumped right into the X-Wing. <laughs> But there was a different one. Yeah. How'd that one just float up out of nowhere? Oh, R2 was in that one. R2 was flying it. Oh, I never yeah. saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't that was see a pretty that. fun one. What did you guys think of that Toys R Us commercial where, where it's like a, a that dad? That was pretty cool. A dad and his daughter, and he's trying to like get her to like Star Wars, and she's not. And then all of a sudden she gets a Kylo Ren lightsaber in the store, and then she is. What did you think of that one? That one was kind of weird. Was it yeah, kind of weird? But I think I think it just takes like the right amount of what you like of Star Wars to get you into it. She's mm, like, or yeah. what? Get you have to get one certain thing to get you into something. Uh -huh. If someone else is trying to get you into it and you're not into it, it's probably because they're just not telling you the right things. Mm, what do you think, Liam? Um. Can I say my way of saying it? Sure. My way of saying it is the dad walks um, into the store with his 
with um, her um, daughter and his daughter, I mean, uh-huh. and says and says and says, "Hey, look at this!" And then and then she just and then she's like, runs away. And then and then he's like looking around for her, and she sees her, and he and she's just like, yeah, yeah, and he's like. I am your father. He says her name, but mm. after that he says, I forgot what her name was. Right. And then after that he says, I am your father. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think it was like Lucy or something. Mm. <laughs> I, uh, so I, yeah, I, th- I thought it was an okay commercial. I've heard uh, criticism of it saying like, um, or at least that it's not nearly as good as these other ones because it's all about like uh, a parent trying to, push Star Wars on their kid, you know? Like, come on, like this thing. Like this thing I like. Come on, come on. You know? Um, and some people, you know, people would say that that's not necessarily the right thing to do. You know? Uh, I don't feel like I've ever pushed Star Wars on you guys. We, I, you just told it to us and we liked it. Right, right. So I think that that is kind of what that dad was doing, too. Um... Now, he was really sad that she wasn't liking it. And I think, you know, find something else your kid likes and, and do that if they're not liking the thing you're liking. You know, it's not all about you. It's not all about the dad. It's about the kids. Right? Uh-huh. So this one kind of was weird because it was a toy commercial all about the dad, really. You know? Uh-huh. But whatever. I thought it was pretty good. So before I say this next part, I'm going to say that we will not discuss what's included in this trailer in this episode. Because some people have chosen not to view the international trailer. Um, and I'm going to respect that. But we did watch it. Uh, this is the, the trailer that came out on Friday. Uh, and, and I saw that it came out right before you guys went to school. And we were going to watch it. What, Anna? Can I sing something? Sure. Awesome! Awesome! <laughs> awesome, 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 awesome! <laughs> Yes. That's yeah. what it was. It was pretty awesome. Um, but but I wasn't sure that I was going to watch it. Because I wasn't sure it was like an official thing. I thought, what if this is something that's like spoiler and it's leaked and it's not supposed to be out there. And I didn't have time to figure it out before you left for school. But I said, if I watch it, I promise I'll watch it with you. Because you guys were kind of bummed that we weren't going to watch it before you went to school. And then like two minutes after you left, I decided, yeah, it's official. I'm going to watch it. And now I have to wait all day. And that was kind of hard for me, but I did it. It was okay. And uh, and not only did I have to wait till you got home from school, because then you had piano, and I had to wait for that. And then we went over to a friend's place for dinner, so we ate dinner. And then finally, after all that, at our friend Tony's house, we watched the trailer. And we liked it. And we may do a... Um, reaction core on this trailer. Because actually, you know, we also... Um, we also saw another trailer that was only 30 seconds long, a TV commercial, right? That one came out just, oh, was that yesterday or two days ago now? Uh, TV commercial? Yeah, this is the one, I don't want to say what's in it, just in case other people... Well, no, this is a TV the commercial. Japan Everybody's seen one? this one. No, the one with, um, the one where the person is saying, you know, I've seen your eyes, right? Oh, I've lived one. long enough was... to see the same eyes in two different people, right? Um, in different people? 
Oh, yeah. It's so... Because it's Her voice is so good. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that one either. Even though that's a TV commercial. I'm sure everyone's seen that one, but... I did. I thought that was the the international one. No, the international one is the one that starts off with the the big desert, the scene of the desert, and the big star destroyer engine, and the little oh, right. Yeah. Okay, so we'll watch. We we need to watch these more. Apparently, <laughs> I've watched both of them quite a few times, but I think maybe you guys have only seen them once or twice. Anyway. Well, we've seen the international one about three times now. Mm, I think so. Because we watched it three times at Tony's. So, you know, this movie, as of now, is 38 days away. It's like a little over a month. A week or a month and a week. And part of me wants to just kind of leave these trailers be. And just enjoy the trailers and go on with our day and not record a Reaction Core episode. And not think about them really hard. Because the movie's so close, I feel like... I almost want to just stop thinking about it so that when we go and we plop our butts down into the theater and we're sitting there in the theater watching The Force Awakens in a movie theater in 38 days with a big screen in front of us and it's going to go... When you say it like that, it's just like, I can't believe it. It's so real. You're going to love it. So part of me feels like we don't need to analyze every little thing because it's going to be here so soon. What do you think? Yeah. Well, time yeah. will tell, but I think when maybe we don't. When you said that, though, like that. Yeah, yeah. You said it like that. Yeah. It just seems so real. Did you get the chills? Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> yeah. I can't believe we're actually going to plop our butts down on those seats and then look at all the movie theater. I'll, I could literally scream my head off if I wanted. Oh my gosh. Next week, or next episode, we are going to be doing the story time with Jedi Master Daddy. Yay! And I'm going to tell you the story of when I went to go see The Phantom Menace for the first time and waited in line. And this is very similar for me. Like, this is such, it's such a, I remember sitting in that theater and being like, it's new Star Wars, we're here, it's right here, we're going to watch it. Anyway, I can't wait to tell you guys the story. It's going to be fun. And finally, Star Warsy stuff. Liam, we're almost done with Smuggler's Run. What do you think? I think that rhymes. <laughs> that does rhyme. <laughs> We're almost done with Smugglers Run. Right. Un, un. It's a fun book. Anna, you are halfway through Lost Stars. Yep. How's it going? I'm taking a break of it, but yep. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Okay, well, let's head on um, to the new... Oh, yeah, I have oh, one you more thing to say. to say. Sure. I don't think that... I mean, I think you have to be pretty mature to read it, though. Mm. Because, so, like, if you have a, like, a, a person who's seven uh-huh. and they're not too like mature uh-huh. and all that stuff yeah they probably shouldn't read it because they'll just probably get they might get annoyed by it i'm not trying to like be mean to you kids no, no it's okay but it's just that i kind even kind of got a little weird reading it uh-huh. and i'm i'm really mature as daddy says <laughs> so yeah well you're you're nine and a half and you've read all of the Harry Potter books, and you've read a lot of other, you know, books that are really good. And so I, I felt like you can handle it. It's fine. Yeah, there's some stuff in there that 
is, you know, maybe written a little bit more for teenagers. Uh-huh. Uh, young adults. I mean, it's a young adult book is what it's called. But, you know, um, you, you're, you know, we're really open about talking about things like, um... That. You know, well, we're open about talking about war, and we talk about the uh, morality, and we talk about relationships, and we talk about uh, racism, you know, and, racism and sexism and, and sex. Yeah, Ray. I mean, we've talked about that stuff. Racism. <laughs> racism. <laughs> oh, Liam. <laughs> okay. Let's I head find on. every single thing of Star Wars in every <laughs> single word. No, just kidding. Let's head There's on over to the news. Words. Oh, news. So it's been a while since we've had a proper news section, but lucky for us, not a ton of information has come out. Uh, you know, not a ton of news. I mean, we have trailers, obviously, and posters, stuff like that. Um, but I think we're going to be able to catch up here. Honestly, we've already talked quite a bit about some really cool stuff in this episode. And I wanted to talk about these books that are coming out. But I'm looking at the time, and I just don't know if we have the time. So we might save it. We might save it, or we might just not talk about them. Um, I'm going to just pick a few out that I think it'd be fun to talk about. Uh, here's some titles and descriptions of books. And uh, you give me a... Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 yubnubs, what you think about this title and description, okay? Alright, here's the first one. These are short stories that are going to come out. The Face of Evil is the title. Description. A notorious thief learns to be careful what she wishes for on Takodana, which I believe is the name of the planet, the forest planet. So what do you think? How many yubnubs? Can we just do it with our fingers and then you can say? Okay, sure. Anna gives it five, six yubnubs. Liam? Five yubnubs. Five yubnubs. High noon on Jakku. A renegade droid causes problems for Constable Zuvio on Jakku. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty interesting story. I don't know. Anna's got eight yubnubs. Liam? Eight also? Eight yubnubs? Okay. Maybe seven. Here's a good one. I like the name of this one. All Creatures Great and Small. A storyteller uses his captivating skills to calm frightened villagers on Jakku. Hmm. Yeah, that gives that one eight and a half. Eight and a half. Liam. Ten. All right. No. Eight. Eight. No. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Okay. (laughs) And uh, finally, now these are all. Stories that are before The Force Awakens. Finally, uh, we have The Crimson Corsair and The Lost Treasure of Count Dooku. Every pirate in the sector is after the lost treasure of Count Dooku. Will Captain Ithano and his crew beat his rivals to the prize? Five yubnubs. Five yubnubs? Five? Wow, that one sounds really I've cool. That, I give that one eight and a half, too. Eight and a half. There is a thought that the Crimson Corsair is the red guy in Maz Kanata's uh, palace. The guy with the red mask. Kind of looks like a lobster. Oh, yeah. yeah. So his name, if that is who it is, Captain Ithano. 
So these are short stories that are going to be available for download on November 24th, like download to our Nook or any other e-reader. Uh, and they're going to be just $2 for each story, which is pretty cool. Can't $2? wait to read them. $2? Yeah, I know. The name of the book, eventually they'll be printed in a book along with two more stories, called Star Wars, Tales from a Galaxy Far, Far Away, Aliens. And that's going to be available in April of 2016, four months after The Force Awakens. Kind of fun to be talking about things that are going to be happening after The Force Awakens, huh? Four months? Yeah. So, Daddy? Yeah. Um, does that book take place before or after The Force Awakens? Before. Okay. Because yep. it's weird because it's going to be mm. out after The Force yes. Awakens and it takes place before. That is a good point, Anna. That's a very good point. Um... Yeah. There's one more book I wanted to read about. This one has a really good description. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now this is called... Uh, this one's called The Perfect Weapon. This is also a short story. Um, but I think it's going to be kind of a longer short story. I'm not sure. The Perfect Weapon by Delilah S. Dawson. So, this says, Journey to Star Wars The Force Awakens with its exclusive ebook short story set shortly before... Ooh, a short story set shortly before the events of the film, featuring a quick-witted mercenary who takes big risks for her bigger rewards, and now faces the challenge that will take her to the edge. And this is about Bazine. This is about the 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 girl in the Maz Kanata, the woman in the Maz Kanata's castle dwellers photo, the okay. one in the black and white diamond. Here, there's a photo of what the book looks like. Eight and three there. quarters. There we go. The Perfect Weapon is what it's called. There's Bazine. Uh, that's not the whole description, so you gotta wait until you hear the whole description. Okay, here it goes. There are plenty of mercenaries, spies, and guns for hire in the galaxy. But probably none as dangerous and determined as Bazine Nettle. A master of disguise and lethal with a blade, a blaster, or bare-handed, she learned from the best... Now it's her turn to be the teacher. Even if schooling an eager but inexperienced recruit and the tricks of her trade is the last thing she wants to do. But it's the only way to score the ship she needs to pull off her latest job. An anonymous client has hired Bazine to track down an ex-stormtrooper. What? It's an ex-stormtrooper. An ex, like a person who used to be a stormtrooper. Oh. You're gonna track down... I don't know. And recover. Uh -oh. Ooh, track down an ex stormtrooper and recover the mysterious package he's safeguarding. BB 8? I don't know. Payment for the mission promises to be astronomical. But the obstacles facing Bazine will prove to be formidable. And though her eager new sidekick has cyber skills crucial to the mission, only Bazine's razor-sharp talents will mean the difference between success or failure. Your and voice life or death. Your voice is the weirdest voice I've sounded in <laughs> ten years. Which hasn't been nine and, that. So nine and one quarter. Nine and one quarter. Oh, on ten. Ten. On ten up. Ten up. And we're not going to talk about it. We're just going to read it when it comes out. In November. Really looking forward to that one. That'll be fun. All right. Actually, yeah, probably nine and a half. And we're going to get to the rest of the book news in our next episode because we're running long. 
Here's some canon news. The canon news song, yeah. The canon news song, yeah. All right, in canon news today, Leia Organa was the youngest senator ever elected to the Imperial Senate. Leia was in the Imperial Senate? Yes. So at the beginning of A New Hope, remember, Tarkin walks in when they're having that meeting, and he says, the Senate will not be a problem, he says, right? He says, the Emperor has disbanded the Senate. There, there is no more Imperial Senate. So that happened right at the beginning of A New Hope. But really, it was only there to make people think that the Empire was actually a good government, right? And eventually the Emperor was like, yeah, we don't actually need you people. You're good. Go home. I am the master. I am the ruler. Nothing you say matters anyway, so there is no more Senate. Oh I'm going gosh. to pick I'm going to pick people to go to your planet and they will be the ruler of your planet. That's what the governors are. And moths, right? Grand Moff Tarkin was the the kind of the leader, the person who the emperor told him what to do in this whole section of the outer rim, right? So, including Lothal. Mhm. Um so Although that was before Is the New Hope, so there still was an Imperial Senate. Again and what's it called again? Jellican? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Anna. And that news comes to us from A New Hope, The Princess, The Scoundrel, and The Farm Boy by Alexandra Bracken. Uh, this is the young, kind of a young reader retelling of A New Hope. Um, also, just a little bonus canon news for you. Also, in that book, um, we learn that the beginning of A New Hope, when Leia meets Vader right after he comes onto her ship, that was not the first time she had met Darth Vader. That's all we know. We don't know when it was, but she says, or she thinks I in her wish. mind, she's, had, she's dealt with him before, is what she says. So, that's cool. Good to know. I Maybe wish we'll see we that know. story. Yeah, you wish we know. We'll see the story eventually, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, let's go have a joke. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. Why didn't Anakin know his children were alive? Why? He was in the dark. <laughs> he was in the dark side and he was in the dark, dark so you couldn't see them. Yeah. It's also an expression. If you, if, if you say yeah. like, someone's in the dark, it means they're, that they they're don't know. Like, yeah. like <laughs> they're kept away yeah. from the other rest of the yeah. world or the whatever it is they're kept away from. Mm -hmm. And by being, you know... By letting the dark side take over, he he, he really you know he doesn't know what's happening with the good guys as much, right? Because he can't talk to them, <laughs> you know. So he couldn't just call up Obi Wan and say, "Hey, how, how's Padme?" He couldn't say that. He couldn't because he he would call and Obi Wan would hear him going, and he'd be like, "Ah, oh, I'm hanging up. Someone's breathing heavily on the other line. This is creepy." All right. Well, we were going to review Shattered Empire, but honestly, I just can't believe how long these episodes get. Um, so yeah, this one's already been an hour. It had, well, we've been recording for an hour, but 
through the magic of editing, oh my gosh, we probably have like a half an hour of podcast. What? <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes, you guys. That's how it goes. What did you guys think? What did you think of Shattered Empire? I liked it. Yeah, it was really nice. I liked that it came out every week. The art? What do you think of the art in there? Oh, that was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I liked it. What did you think of that moment? And spoiler alerts for Shattered Empire, if you haven't read it yet. Um, you know, just skip ahead five minutes. What did you think of that moment with Leia on Naboo when she walked into the hangar and she had this image of Darth Maul? This feeling. That was weird. This cold feeling, right? She was like, I feel cold. And then yeah. there was a picture of Darth Maul behind her. Yeah. Where Darth, like, Darth Maul's face behind her. Yeah. Where She's Darth Maul came out of mm -hmm. when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn yeah. came in there and... It was, it was really like... Well, you know. What is it about that moment and that spot that made her feel it there? Is there like a dark place where every Jedi gets killed? But but Qui-Gon didn't get killed right there. I know. It was it was further in, right? I wonder if it has something to do with like like that is the moment at which the Sith announced their presence to the world. I mean, yes, Obi-Wan or uh, Qui-Gon fought with Darth Maul briefly on Tatooine. Uh-huh. But they didn't really know what they were dealing with, right? But that was really the time when the Sith revealed themselves to the Jedi. So maybe it was such an important moment in the Force, right? That it just stuck there, you know? So when she walked through that spot where that moment happened, that, you know, he takes the hood off and he ignites and the devil, the you know? So maybe she, anyone who has the Force, when right, they step there... Maybe. Then... Maybe. I mean, we know that the Force can stay in certain places, like the uh -huh. tree on Dagobah, right? Uh -huh. There's something special... Or the cave, I should say. There's something special about that cave, you know? Uh -huh. Something happened in that cave, right? That maybe makes people see visions or something. I don't know. What, what do you have to say, Liam? Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I had yeah. to say. I'm so awesome. Okay. Also, really cool that we got to see Poe's parents. Yeah. We never got to see little baby Poe. That would have been so cute. Yeah, I know it would have. And we also know that Poe grew up with a force tree in his backyard. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so who knows what that means? Maybe a special connection to the force. Or maybe something? a connection. Maybe he cannot use the force because I don't think just growing up next to you know no, you're, you I don't either have so. it or you don't, right? You could touch that force tree and get it into your hand, and you could use it. Yeah, I don't think so, though. I don't. That's not how it works, right? Some people have a certain metachlorian count, and some people don't, right? But what if living next to a tree that just oozed the Force, what if that allows Poe to sense Force users, even though he can't use the Force? He like knows when someone who can use the Force spotter? is near him. Yeah, maybe, right? He can feel when the Force is near him. And we know that that force users can affect the minds of non-force users, right? 
when when they want to. Obi-Wan can do a mind trick, right? Luke can do mind tricks. They can push their force into someone's mind, right? What, you know, to 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 uh make them do stuff. But what if some people can sense that someone has the has the ability to use the force even without that force user wanting them to know. And this makes me think of that scene in the trailer when we see Poe. Maybe this is the first time Poe ever sees or meets Finn. And he's like, wait a second, what's up with this guy? And he puts his hand on his shoulder and he's like, hey, this guy is really strong with the force. I don't know. I don't know. Just a fan theory. Just <laughs> yeah, spitting it out yeah, there. Yeah, because he was like, um, <laughs> what are you doing? Right, yeah, right. Luke Finn gave like, Poe a look like, who's uh, this guy? And why is he touching me? <laughs> yeah. Kind of, right? I don't know. I don't know what those looks are about. I, I thought he was a friend. Because mm. Finn just like tapped his shoulder, then he just walked away. He was like smiling. and then, But then when Daddy pointed out that, Poe was like, what? Who is this guy? And why did he touch me? I was like, oh yeah, mm. there might be... They might Finn? be just yeah, Finn, complete strangers. Finn, Finn wasn't smiling. Yeah, he was. Wasn't he? Don't, do you mean Poe was smiling? Poe was kind of smiling a little bit when he touched him, and Finn kind of gives him, like, this really serious look. Oh. Maybe. Oh, yeah, know. maybe. We can watch it again. Uh. So, yeah, I mean, I think Shattered Empire did a pretty good job. I was really worried it wasn't going to involve any of the old characters, like Han, Luke, and Leia, but you do see quite a bit of each oh. of them. Yeah, and spoiler Luke. alert. Yeah. This you might any loop. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let let Anna. This might be um if you this has already been five minutes. Mm, sure, yeah. It probably Do has a few just, This is kind of a big spoiler. <laughs> it's okay, you can say it. Um Lando appears in one of the books. Mm, that's cool too, yeah. That's a good point. He didn't just run away after Andor, so he's right. still involved in Wait, some what way. are we talking about? Shattered Empire. Wait, the last oh, issue of Shattered Empire was, oh, was all about the whole Luke. Thing was with Luke. We were remember? talking about the trailer. Yeah, oh, we did see a lot. We did see a lot of Luke. We yeah. saw arm and a hand of Luke. In yeah, that's the, oh, pretty. That's really a lot in the trailer. Leo's see, I was talking sarcastic. That is that is some top notch sarcasm right there, Liam. That's some that's some good fandom sarcasm there. <laughs> but we were talking about Shattered Empire. Like so the last issue of Shattered Empire. It's full of Luke. Full of Luke, that's right. Let's head on over to shout-outs. We're going to skip question and answer council, because we're running out of time. Uh, I don't have a song for shout-outs yet, so... Shout, 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 shout! Out. Alright, so for shout-outs, I want to give a shout-out to the greatest Star Wars podcast in the world. What do you guys think the greatest Star Wars podcast in the world is? No idea. The Rebels thing? No, it's actually the name of the podcast. <laughs> the greatest Star Wars podcast in the oh. world. <laughs> um, it's a podcast. And on the podcast, they gave us a shout-out. So we're shouting out back to them. Uh, specifically, Jared, who is on Twitter as Walking Slowly, uh, gave us a really, really kind, kind shout-out. And... Uh, I wanted to shout back. Hopefully our shouts won't cancel each other out. Uh, give a listen to the greatest Star Wars podcast in the world if you are older than my children. Uh, not necessarily kid-friendly. A lot of swears. 
but it's uh, a it's a fun podcast. Oh my gosh, <laughs> podcast! You shouldn't say swears. You want kids to listen. <laughs> well, you know, kids aren't really their target market, so it's okay. It's good. It's a it's a real fun fun podcast to listen to. Uh, <clears throat> I also want to point people toward. This isn't necessarily a shout out. Just something you should go check out. The website Man vs Pink has a great blog post on Star Wars ratings, like PG, PG-13, stuff like that. It's a, it's a really a fascinating read all around, uh, so go there and discuss it. Uh, Man vs. Pink, I'm going to link to it, but I believe the title of the blog post is How on Earth is Star Wars Rated You? Um, talking about how were the original Star Wars movies rated, basically, if, if it was in the United States, they'd be rated G. Which means anyone can go watch them, mm-hmm. and there's no, you know, there's no reason that kids would even need to be with their parents when they're watching these movies. Episode four, five, and six. That's what those were rated in the UK. What? Yeah, oh really gosh. interesting. So um, he goes and uh, it should be either PG or PG thirteen. Well, probably that's my thought too. I think if they were released today, they'd be PG thirteen. Really? Yeah, PG-13? I do. I do. I think a New Hope would be. With that, with the images of I Baru guess. and Lars and the Hor- and Obi Wan and but that seems know, like that uh, that seems like that might be the scar- Owen, like so. the less scariest one in yeah, all of them. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean they're all pretty. They get kind of dark. Like Empire Strikes Back, Luke gets his hand cut off. You know, know. and Return of the Jedi, the Emperor is freaky. You know, yeah, but they're all PG. So I hope everyone keeps that in mind. If, you know, The Force Awakens is rated PG-13, I think, honestly, it could be like Return of the Jedi. And maybe they just rated it PG-13 because people's sensibilities have changed about what kids should and shouldn't watch. Um, Because we watched, like, movies rated PG-13. Not too many of them. Not too many of them, but we have seen them. Like like, Jurassic Park, we watched that. Yeah, or Ant-Man. That was PG-13. And I didn't close my eyes for any of that. No, it's, it's fine. So, I think people put way too much stock in ratings. Yeah, so check, that, check out that blog post. It's a really interesting one. And then, also, go over to this podcast, Nerd of Paradise. It's a podcast by a friend of the show, B.B. Kate. It's her new podcast, and it's really cool. Uh, the cool, first episode, Yeah, the first episode was about cats. The second episode was about uh, Ada Lovelace, who I haven't told you guys about, but I really should. Oh, oh, um, um, um there on um, Newman Girls, one of the opening pages, it mm. says Happy Ada Lovelace Day. I have awesome. no idea who she is, but oh, did you read about it? Did it no. say anything about her? But oh. I, I, I've heard of her, but oh, I awesome. don't that's, really know who she is. That's honestly, that's the first step is just hearing about her and knowing that's someone to know about. That's great, um, but. We won't get into the discussion right now, but I can tell you all about it later. Uh, and then the most recent episode is all about Astromex, and includes a really good interview with R2 builder Grant McKinney. He's the guy who uh, did the R2 in Love video. Oh gosh, that's so funny. It's so funny and so good. Uh, and a few episodes garbage ago... Garbage Love. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh no, not Garbage no, was, uh, Mailbox. Mailbox, yeah. Yep. And then Pink Astromex Joy Love. <laughs> that's right. Um, and then a few episodes ago, I wanted to say, I always like to correct myself or fill things in if I didn't have it at the time. Uh, I mentioned that there was something out there, some theory or something that said that originally BB-8 was intended to be R2-D2's son. Like R2 was 
supposed to have made BB-8, right? What? And that that's not the case anymore, but that that was like the original idea. Um, anyway, that actually came from Kate on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> uh, she is something that she had found on Reddit, and she had linked to it. It just seems like a fan theory to me. I don't think it's actually there's actually any necessarily any truth behind it, but it's kind of silly. Yeah, because how could R two <laughs> make BB eight? Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> who knows? He He's got little arms. I don't know. Or he oh. could just tell C three PO what to do. I don't know. <laughs> he, he could, yeah, use code and tell C three PO how to make a droid. Yes. Droids building droids. He right. Remember C three PO is all mad about that. C-3PO was in, like, uh, he was... Attack of the Clones. C-3PO would be like... Oh. Yeah. And he would, like, he would, just, he would just kick him in right. the face. How rude. Oh, I don't know if his, light, if his foot can get that high. He'd just kick him down below like he does in The New Hope. <laughs> anyway. So that's our shout-outs. Go check those things out. You'll be uh, better off for it. Unless you're a child, don't check out the greatest Star Wars podcast in the world if you are a child. I don't want people saying, oh, this guy told me to check it out. And they every fourth word was a swear word. <laughs> it's not true, but it's a fun, it's a fun show. Anyway, thank you. Thank you for listening to episode 16 of Children of the Force. Tune in next week to hear uh, the thrilling tale of the time I waited in line for episode one, The Phantom Menace. It has ups, it has downs. You'll laugh, you'll cry. You will be jealous of me, probably. And, uh... Then I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and, you'll have, and you'll have some questions. You'll be surprised. Yeah, yeah. And if you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter, at Force Children. On Facebook, we are Children of the Force. Send us an email, forcechildren at gmail.com. Our website is www.childrenoftheforce.com. And while you're on our website, click on the link on the left-hand side of the page that says Send Children of the Force a Voicemail. And then you can send Children of the Force a voicemail at the SpeakPipe page that that will take you to. Uh, I really hope that you do it. Uh, we'll probably play it on the show if you want us to. Who wants to send us a voicemail we'll play on the show? I don't know. Someone? I do. Someone does. Someone does. Someone Anna. does. Anna, pretend and I would like to. Anna, pretend that you're someone listening to this podcast right now, and you just heard me say that you should leave a, uh, a voicemail for the show, and then we'll play it on the show. What is your reaction? What do you think to yourself? My reaction is, I should do that. I want to get played on that show, because that show has a bunch of listeners. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. If only that were true. Um... <laughs> Finally, please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Um, clicking the stars is great, but just writing a really quick, uh, this show is fun. Uh, I enjoy listening to this Star Wars podcast. It, uh, you know, it's nice to hear. It's nice to get feedback. Um, but, you know, whatever. I can see the numbers. I know some people are listening. So I don't have to have feedback. It's just, uh, it gives me the warm fuzzies. You know? It makes it all... And people want to give my dad the warm fuzzies, right? <laughs> <laughs> give me the warm fuzzies, people. <laughs> all right. Four children of the force. I'm Al. 
I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And may the force be with you.